baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 97.1 FM Talk. On Demand Audio. Hi, it's Carl Middleman, Pew Pew, for Second Amendment and the Great Outdoors. This is our podcast exclusive, and we have more with Tim. Tim was nice enough to hang out with me and Bo and Tony for the segment. But I had some questions. I'm not necessarily a thinking woodsman. I'm more of an abstract woodsman. And mm-hmm. I had I had some questions for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tim, I... Normally go for the last, let's see, not last year, of course, but the last three years I've gone to Canada to fish with my friends, Tom, Miguel, Jimmy, the Bennett's and Jerry and some of his pals. That has not happened last year and it doesn't look like it's going to happen this year. Have we heard any restrictions on when they're going to open up travel so people can hunt and fish in our neighboring Uh, north? No, I, 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 one of our team members lives up in Saskatchewan and, uh, they're so locked down up there. I mean, it's, it's, it's like hundred percent different than it is down here in the States. And, uh, no, I, I, have not personally heard when that's going to open up. I, I know a lot of people were impacted because they were planning on going up there for spring bear seasons and, you know, catching walleye after first ice out and everything. And it's just not happening. And so that, you know, that's going to impact conservation dollars in Canada. When when hunt when hunters and anglers can't do what they do, that's a major revenue stream that just gets shut down. And uh, and it may not hurt right now, but it'll have an impact in the next few years for sure. Well, because I have a friend up there, I'll I'll even give him a plug. Uh, but they are they are at Pipestone out in emo and we go up there every year and they were they were thinking of possibly you know get they're getting up there and they want to retire i don't know if this is not probably the best time to do it because they live in the states normally when it's you know canada cold and then they go back but they haven't been able to travel so they've been stuck up there in canada not stuck they live there they have dual citizenship they're stranded in canada no they're they're in one of their two homes and but normally they come down to california when it's you know zero degrees in the afternoon yeah i don't blame them this is going to it's going to impact people this whole thing of the pandemic is causing ripple effects because they sh- they shut down the whole world for what 18 months you don't think of these things as you go along i want to go back and fish yeah i mean we uh, we we definitely saw uh spring 2020 more more people out in the woods chasing turkeys than ever before like i mean it it was crazy because people are like well i'm stuck at home i might as well go do some hunting and uh, and fishing license sales went crazy last summer. And it's great. That um, it's, and I'm not saying it's not great to shop local, <laughs> to do your hunting and fishing local. But once these people that have now gotten the bug, that they they need to expand their horizons a little bit. Yeah. Well, one one of the nice things about this past season has been that uh, in the spring of 2020, a lot of states shut down their non-resident hunting options. Mm-hmm. So even people that had bought like a Kansas. Um, 
uh, Kansas turkey tag, we're told, sorry, but we're, we're, we're not letting not, you we're in. closing non-resident hunting. Yeah. So that shut down a lot of out of state dollars from coming in to, to those states that chose to do that. Thankfully, I'm unaware of any state this past year that shut down non-resident hunting. So that's good. That's definitely a step in the right direction. But it really does impact uh, a state's ability to uh, contribute to habitat, uh, to uh, wildlife restoration efforts. All those things cost money, and most of that most of that money comes from license sales. Right. Oh yeah. My I have my Canadian fishing license is just sitting there, and I was of course you didn't think about it at the time. You're like, oh, it's cheaper to get the three year option, and so now I'm. I'm not going two years in a row. Whoops. Uh, yeah, but at the time, it was the financial smart thing to do. Yeah, I mean, who would have known? I'm curious, though, what were you fishing for when you go to Canada? Um, well, we fish. It's in Emo. It's just right on the other side of International Falls. And okay. we have uh, Pipestone Lake, and they have walleye. They have muskie. They have northern, mm. except everyone hates doing northern because— yeah. It's not the best. But, They're a nuisance. Well, a, lo- a lot of walleye, and usually we eat what we catch, and what we don't, we take home. And it's 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 a fantastic time, and it's a wonderful five days because you're fishing outside. And June and July in Canada, right by the border, it's fantastic, and it's not freezing. Do you ever eat the cheeks off your walleyes, the bigger walleyes? Um, okay, so <laughs> I since we stay at a lodge... All you do is you come back to the dock and the guys take the fish and they cut it and gut it and mm. clean it all for you. So gotcha. I don't know, but I doubt it. You uh, you ought to ask them. Um, I, I've, I've been places where they have guide services where they'll clean your fish. And I've asked the guides for the cheeks and they don't know what I'm talking about. But <laughs> it's a, it's like a scallop. You catch a, you know... Uh, two plus pound walleye and there's a good chunk of meat there in that cheek and it's super easy to cut out and it's so good and it often gets overlooked and thrown out with the rest of the fish so definitely make sure they're they're not they're not uh tossing the the cheeks out on those things no but pipestone lake is nice there is one spot that you have to get out of the boat and then cross a little you know like a half a mile ridge and then get into a second lake and the first year i was there the last day we caught something i'm sorry i caught something that the guide had never seen before didn't know what it was and said that is a really ugly fish you need to throw it back so (laughs) that's always fun did you did you take a picture of it oh yeah i did do you want me to send it to you I'd love to see it because for like three weeks there after Tony mentioned his uh, record crappie on mm-hmm. DGS yes. and uh, and with no proof of it, uh, I asked him if he had Mike Lindell on the case to try <laughs> to find that, that missing photo. Yeah, they're going to hey, do a documentary about it. <laughs> right. He did produce the crappie picture and it's a picture of a picture. Mm-hmm. So it's got that going against it. It's a pretty darn big crappie. So... You know, I don't know if it would have went five pounds to beat the state record, but it was a darn good crappie. Yeah, I'm I'm looking in it. It was in it was according to Apple Maps. It's Devlin on June 27th of 2018, and I'm looking for the I'm looking for the actual picture of that fish because that since it was my first time, I caught a lot of fish that time because you know mm-hmm. they want you to come back. Oh heck yeah. So were you, uh, what were you, were you fishing with a jig, crankbait? Like what kind of technique were you using? Um, oh, here, I found it. I found it. 
I, I, I lied. It was June 29th, 2017. And no one knows what it is, but it was really ugly. Um, I was just using worms. Okay. And uh, Miguel from Guido's Pizzeria and Tapas on the Hill was my boatmate, and he helped me with that. And it was it was a very ugly fish. I will I will send it to you because curious. I I I, I just miss fishing. I went. 17, 18, and 19, and of course, 20 and 21 doesn't doesn't look like it's going to happen. Well, um, I, I've been getting out locally here. The same property where I turkey hunt has a couple little ponds, and I've been really into the crappie here. I mean, I've probably caught 15 crappie over the past two or three weeks, and all of them were over 12 inches. I mean, it's the, the bigger females that are coming up into the shallows to get ready to spawn. And so they're, they're looking to bulk up a little bit and they're hungry and they're good fighters and they are excellent table, table fare. Like crappie, crappie and walleye are the two best freshwater fish. Sauger, Sauger's up. Sauger's pretty much just a cousin to a walleye. Mm -hmm. Um, but those are my three favorite fish to eat. They're just so hard to beat. Well, I'm going to send this to you, and uh, thank you for being. Hey, and you know what? I'm going to once once we put this out on the podcast, I'm going to have to uh, put this on social media. As you can follow me at at underscore Carl the intern. Normally, it's just me testing the goal horn for the Blues before the game starts. <laughs> Someone's got to do it. Someone, hey, but yeah. If I if I don't test it and it doesn't work during the game, then it's my fault for not testing it. <laughs> right, right. And I, I'd like that horn to go off as much as possible, please. Yes. And uh, they just announced the uh, schedule. For, it, at, at the time that we're recording this, we don't know who we're playing, but now we know when we are going to play. We're going to play the 21st, 23rd, and 27th at home. So that okay. ruins and makes a lot of plans for people. Yeah, no, no doubt. And if, if folks want to, you, you mentioned your your um, social handle. Mm-hmm. I am at the Thinking Woodsman. If folks want to follow me for fishing and hunting and fitness and but you're also uh, at Wood, Woodsman's Words on Twitter. But you haven't tweeted anything since April of 2020. What is a Twitter? <laughs> It's sad. Like I just, I never found a great way to use Twitter. I know it has its merits. Mm-hmm. I've just personally not, not found it, and uh, and I just haven't put much time. And I, and I don't like with my social handles because I'm on, I'm on. I have a Thinking Woodsman Facebook page and a Thinking Woodsman Instagram page. It's different content. Like some people right. just duplicate everything they have across all their channel or triplicate it. That's not how it's supposed channels. to be used. It's not, no, and, and, and I don't do that, and so it takes me more time. Plus, I've got the Legion of Woodsmen fitness group that I run, um, and I, I don't want It's lazy, you know, to, to give people the same content across and all Dr- your channels. And Drury puts all that stuff out, too, so you'd just be duplicating services again. Yeah, yeah. So, so you know, and, and I, I have my, my content going up on uh, Drury Outdoors on our social channels. And uh, so, yeah, I, I want people to get a unique experience based on the platform that they're following me on. So I, I do actually spend a little bit of time on Instagram and uh, and on Facebook trying to give people something of value. Well, I'm glad you'd spend some time with me because Tony would say, hey, we don't have anything for the podcast exclusive, and then we'd just bore people to death. But instead, I got to ask you specific questions about me. So thanks, everybody, for listening to the podcast, even though um, it wasn't anything new. <laughs> no, people, people tune in to find out more about Carl Middleman. Exactly. Tim, thank you very much, and we'll talk to you again next week. Well, not next Smile week. You later. When we have you. All right. Yeah, whenever. All right. Bye. See you, Carl. Bye. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.